0: You're listening to the podcast for Gloucester Evangelical Presbyterian Church, a church in Gloucester, England. in our studies in Luke's Gospel, and we've picked it up from uh, Luke chapter 9, 51, which is that great turning point in Luke's Gospel where the Lord Jesus turns his face towards Jerusalem, uh, the place where he will die upon the cross uh, to bear the punishment for sin And on the road to Jerusalem, as we've already seen, there is this many lessons of uh, discipleship. Last week, uh, there were various people who uh, wanted to follow Jesus, and he spoke to them about that. And then we come to this this section this evening where he sends out the 72. He's already sent out the 12 apostles. He sends out the the 72 to go and preach and proclaim the kingdom. And then in, in the section after this that we'll look at next week next Sunday morning, uh, the 72 return rejoicing. And uh, so that, there's that whole next section. So it's one long section, and I've, I've broken it in two. So we have sort of half of a long longish section tonight. It's one of those bits that's quite hard to work out. Either you do a very long passage or you, you break it in two. Um, so that's what I did. Anyway, let's come to uh, God's word uh, from Luke 10, uh, verse 1. For the labourer deserves his wages. Do not go from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and they receive you, eat what is set before you. Heal the sick in it and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not receive you, go into its streets and say, even the dust of your town that clings to our feet, we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this that the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if, if the mighty works done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it would be more bearable in the judgment for Tyre and Sidon than for you. And you, Capernaum, Will you be exalted to heaven? You should be brought down to Hades. The one who hears you hears me, and the one who rejects you rejects me, and the one who rejects me rejects him who sent me. Well, may the Lord bless the the reading and the preaching of his word to us tonight. Well, our text this evening is all about the Lord sending out uh, the messengers of the kingdom, the messengers ahead of him to preach the kingdom. And the question really is, are they going to be welcomed or are they going to be rejected? And that is this matter of just great and deep significance that that hangs on whether the message that they bring and that they are preaching is going to be received or rejected and ignored. And so we we know what that's like in a sense when we, we, we're bombarded with information, aren't we, uh, day by day, and you have various messages coming at you all day long and through your door, and you have to sort out and sort of do a triage of what are the important messages. So um, coming through the door, you'll have junk mail, and you'll sort of sort through them, and a, a lot of the posts you'll get, you look at, take one look at, and it gets put, straight in the bin. You can know that you can safely ignore yeah. this message. Other messages, you think, well, I need to take note of that. If it sort of says the HMRC on the front of it, um, you think, well, I, I need to take note of that, otherwise there'll be another letter and finally another letter emblazoned in red and another letter which will have a court summons and finally another letter which will have a, a prison sentence attached to it or some, something like that. Certain letters you uh, would do very badly to ignore. And so that is really the issue at the stake here, is that here is this message which is going out into the world, into Israel, into the towns and villages. and Would the people receive it or would they ignore it? And really salvation and eternal life hangs in the balance of whether this message would be received or Ignored, and so one of the things we just see uh, in the passage this evening is just the deep importance of receiving the message of the gospel, of listening to and hearing and accepting the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we we read that uh, after this, the Lord appointed seventy two. This is uh, chapter ten, verse one. He appointed seventy two others. And sent them on ahead of him, two by two, into every town and place where he himself was to go. And notice here who is sending the message. Now, whether you ignore the message or not, uh, it really matters who it is that the message is from. And here it is the Lord. The Lord is uh, sending out the, uh, the messengers. And Luke, very frequently in his gospel, um, refers to Jesus Christ as, as the Lord. And we find that right, right at the beginning. Um, when, well, the message from the angels uh, um, in chapter 2. Uh, the, mess, the, the angels brought the message to the shepherds. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, David a saviour who is Christ the Lord. And so we see in those early chapters... It is Jesus who is Lord, not ultimately Caesar. It is Jesus who is Saviour, not ultimately Caesar. It is Jesus who is King, not ultimately Herod. And so uh, it is the Lord who is sending out these messengers, and therefore they need to receive and listen to his message. The Lord is sending out the messengers. And he's sending out, he's appointing here, 72 others. What do we mean others? Well, back in chapter 9, Jesus has sent out the 12, the 12 apostles. He'd called them together, given them power and authority over demons and to cure diseases, sent them out to proclaim the kingdom and to heal. And we're given the names of the 12. Well, here we have 72 others they're unnamed and as we go through Luke and indeed into Acts we just have the the increase and the growth of the kingdom as it expands and develops and there's more and more and more as the kingdom sort of fans out and the messengers of the kingdom go out into all the world as they go out and that continues to this day and so he sent out the 72 now it's it's interesting here there's um Seventy-two. Some, some manuscripts, you're reading the King James Version, you have 70, and there's a, there's a whole interesting reason why there's a difference between 70 and 72, um, which is really fascinating and interesting. If you'd like to hear about that, do ask me afterwards. Um, but I thought it might be a 10-minute uh, rabbit trail to follow, which um, wasn't strictly necessary. Uh, so I'll leave that to one side. But the 70 um, or 72, um, the, the, the 12 refers really is, is an echo of the, the 12 tribes. Here is Jesus as the king restoring the 12 tribes of Israel. Um, and here he's sending out the 70 or 72. And think of the, it's actually the, the, the Jewish ruling council were those to be 70. Um, and there were also 70, um, 70 nations in the table of nations. And so all these, these numbers are of great uh, significance that we can't uh, really get into all of them. All of this. So he appoints them out. They go out like an advance guard to the kingdom. They go out to proclaim the kingdom. Um, And so um, we see the work and impact of the kingdom is extending and spreading out this new phase in the ministry of Christ. So here is the king restoring the kingdom uh, of Israel. And he says to them, verse 2, The harvest is plentiful, but the labourers are few. Therefore pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out labourers into his harvest. Here we have um, Jesus referring to himself as the Lord of the harvest. He is the one who is in complete control over uh, the sowing of the word and the reaping of uh, disciples earlier we've had the parable of the sower those earlier uh, the apostles have gone out sowing the word and here we have those going out to reap uh, the word and so this is this great um, command of the Lord Jesus pray earnestly that the Lord to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest sometimes referred to as the the other Lord's Prayer We're familiar with the Lord's Prayer, aren't we? And we pray it every Sunday morning, we pray the Lord's Prayer. Well, here's the other Lord's Prayer, that the Lord would be sending out workers into his harvest field. And it's a a prayer that we pray regularly on a Sunday morning or a Sunday evening, and just asking that the Lord would be sending out workers into his harvest field. And it's interesting, they've already suffered quite a lot of rejection. They've suffered rejection from the Samaritan visit, uh, villages as they've gone there, and there'd be rejection on other sides. But the Lord Jesus looks at the task and the mission, and he, he looks upon it and says, Well, the harvest is plentiful, and it's the workers that are few. So he continues, just see the, the perseverance of the Lord Jesus here. He's continuing to want to send out workers into the harvest field. He sees the abundance of the harvest field. And we see that in in John's Gospel, don't we, Um, John John 4? He says, the fields are white, open your eyes, the fields are white unto uh, harvest. And so sometimes we can get discouraged about um, the the state of the nation or the state of the church. Uh, Well, actually, the Lord Jesus wants the mission of the church to continue to advance and to have uh, workers of the harvest field to be continually sent out. And so um, there's this continual sending that we see here, even in the midst of the rejection of Israel in those days. And we've already seen in our studies of Luke how how dark really the day was into which he sent the disciples. And we see that in verse 3 as well. He says, go your way. Behold, I am sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. They were to go out into a difficult um, and dangerous situation uh, the wolves he's referring to probably refers to abusive uh, rulers generally civil rulers kings and authorities think of uh, Herod who's already locked up John the Baptist uh, at this point picks up on language from ezekiel 22:27 which speaks of israel like this and uh, says her princes in her midst are like wolves, tearing the prey, shedding blood, destroying lives to get dishonest gain. He's sending his disciples out into a hostile situation where the kings of the earth imprison and kill those who are sent out. We see that uh, in the Gospels, we see that in the early church, we see that in the world today that he sends out his disciples and that very often they face rejection and difficulty. And then he instructs the 72 what to take with them. And uh, verse 4, they are the 72, just like the 12 before them, were to travel light, carry no money bag, no knapsack, whatever a knapsack is, I suppose a rucksack, some traveling bag, No sandals. Now, I'm not quite sure if this is carry no sandals or go barefoot, which would seem uh, extreme. uh, But then greet no one on the road. That is that they might just get on with the task and not meander about. But the 72 were to be utterly dependent upon the hospitality uh, of the towns and of where, where they would be sent And this, as you you may know, there's a contrast later in the Gospel when Jesus sends sends his disciples out again. He says, take a money bag, take a knapsack, arm yourself for for the journey. So this seems to be particularly to do with their mission to the towns and cities of of Israel at this time. And so they are to, to go out and proclaim the kingdom and to demonstrate with these mighty signs that the kingdom of God has come near and that people need to repent. Well, they are to be sent out, but the question is, well, will they be welcomed? They were to turn up in the town, possibly barefoot. Uh, Would anyone welcome them and receive them into the the towns to which they are going? And I think running through this, there's there's an echo back to... um, Genesis chapter 17 and 18 remember how the Lord sent uh, his angels to to Abraham and Abraham welcomed them and offered them hospitality and in the very next section they're sent to the city of Sodom and these two angels go in to to the city then Um, and the, the question is will they receive hospitality there And that is the last thing they find in the city of Sodom. They are not welcomed in the town square. They are welcomed by Lot, and they receive hospitality into his household. And those two chapters really deal with this issue of will these messengers that the Lord sends be uh, welcomed and received? Or will they be rejected? And some of that that material lies behind what is going on in some of these uh, chapters. They are sent out (coughs) two by two into the towns. And that's not just for their encouragement and um, on the road that there might might be two of them. It's also in in Deuteronomy, uh, the witnesses. You need two witnesses. To, to, to witness for, for sort of in a judicial case. And so here are two, they're, they're going out two by two and they will have to witness to the response of the town uh, to them and bring um, bring that back to the Lord. Yes. And then verse seven, again we see the theme of hospitality, they are to, to go and if they're received, then peace is to remain on the house um, and if they are... Um, rejected then then judgment is pronounced against the house or the town so verse seven remain in the same house eating and drinking what they provide for the laborer deserves his wages um, yeah. and so and then verse eight we see it's not just a household that yeah. might receive them but the whole town is receiving them whenever you enter a town and they receive you eat what is set before you? So it seems to be here what is envisaged. It's not just a, a single household receiving them, but the whole towns, whole communities receiving, um, receiving the gospel, receiving well the messengers of, of Christ and saying are to say the kingdom of God has come near to you. But then in contrast, verse 10, if they enter the town and they do not receive you, they are to, to wipe off the dust that clings to their feet. Um, And the idea there is is to say, well, this this whole town is liable to the coming judgment and uh, therefore wipe off the dust is to show that you do not want any part of that town lest you too become liable to that divine judgment. And then shockingly, the Lord says that he, he says it would be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. Sodom, where the fire did fall on their corruption and wickedness, than these towns in, in Israel. And then he has this, this series of woes. So woe to and Bethsaida. So these were towns in northern Israel, not far from where the Lord did the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000. Um, and he pronounces woes Then says, if the mighty works had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago. And Tyre and Sidon were were Gentile towns up on the coast, and they were notorious for their sin and oppression of God's people. And they were cursed throughout the Old Testament for their sin. And so uh, we see here, it's just these, these series of woes against Israel, just how dark and desperate the condition of Israel was in the days of the Lord Jesus Christ, how ripe for judgment, and so Jesus, there they're proclaiming the kingdom there. And again, verse fifteen, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? You should be brought down to Hades, and that's a reference to Isaiah ten, and um, actually the, the fall of the, the king of Babylon there, uh, the king who was ascended into the heights and was very proud, but was to be brought down to the pit to shield. So the Lord and we um, is speaking here about the, the fall of those who, are, who think themselves to be high and secure and exalted. And that included these communities in Israel who felt they were invulnerable. And the Lord pronounced woes against them and said that they were going to, to fall. Um, and then um, verse 16, the one who hears you hears me. And the one who rejects you rejects me. And the one who rejects me rejects him who sent me. So we here come back to our theme that these messengers are the messengers of the kingdom, the messengers of God. And to reject these uh, barefooted messengers is to reject the living God himself. To reject these people who bring the message of Christ is to reject Christ. And to reject Christ is to reject your Creator, to reject the Living God, and so we here we just see something of the great authority and the power of the Lord Jesus, who is sending out these messengers um, through through Israel at that time. Well, there we have it. That's the the text so far, and we'll come back to it next week and see the the return of the messengers. But uh, th- this is just. A theme really which develops and continues through the book of Acts and through into the book of Luke as uh, the gospel is proclaimed from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. They're the, the, to go out uh, two by two, and the witnesses that go out to go out into the whole earth, bringing the message of the kingdom, bringing the message of Christ the King, bringing this gospel messengers. And even today, the Lord raises up heralds and messengers of the gospel who proclaim. The message of Christ, and so um, great things hang in the balance when the gospel is proclaimed. Will it be received? Will it be rejected? Um, And we see um, that these towns here, um, the Lord, he, he, there wasn't uh, instant doom. That was the 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 sons of thunder, wasn't it? You know, they got rejected by the Samaritans, and they wanted to call down fire from heaven immediately. We see the Lord's mercy, really. He pronounces these woes, but uh, judgment did not fall upon these towns until uh, much later, but it did fall uh, historically in judgment in in, um, 70 AD, about 40 years later. The the Roman armies did sweep in, and these towns uh, in northern Israel are amongst those that just got utterly demolished and leveled, Um, and the Christian community were um, were. Rescued and saved at, at that time, so there was, there is mercy, and there is a delay, and the Lord is merciful. And many of these towns would have then received other messengers after the death and resurrection of Christ to to, to hear the gospel going forth again. Uh, but ultimately, it's a very strong message of, of God's impending judgment, isn't it? Of just the the danger of rejecting the message. Of Jesus Christ. Um, and we find that throughout the, the scriptures. We find that particular, um, for instance, in uh, the message of, of Hebrews, in Hebrews chapter 2, is a strong warning for, for Christians, for God's people, not to drift away from the message of Christ. Says the writer says this, therefore, we must pay much closer attention By those who heard, while God also bore witness by signs and wonders and various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. See what the writer there is saying look, we must pay attention to the message of Jesus Christ and not move away from it and drift away from it. And it's, it's terribly easy for us, as, as the generations roll past, to neglect this great salvation. It's, it's said frequently that one, one generation believes the gospel, the next generation assumes the gospel, and the next generation uh, forgets the gospel. We are to, to pay attention to this message of salvation, not to take it for granted, but to hold on to it. To, to, to read the scriptures, to study them carefully, to listen to the words of the Lord Jesus, to, to hide them in our hearts, not to sort of um, let, it, let it slip away. and to, We have so, so many demands on our time, don't we? So many messages which we're told are so important for us to pay attention to. Well, this is the message we must pay serious attention to, for it is the message which comes to us from the Lord. And this is the message that I am charged to deliver to you. And the message that I am charged, along with Michael, to deliver to uh, Gloucester and Gloucestershire. Uh, which brings me to the second sort of point of application. The first one, you pay attention to the message. The second point, you pray that the Lord would send out uh, workers into the harvest field. Pray that the Lord would send out workers, heralds, into the harvest field in our day and in our generation. Uh, The harvest is abundant, but the workers are so few. And I might add, the workers are so feeble, (laughs) speaking of myself. Uh, So pray for myself, pray for Michael, that the Lord would strengthen us, would would endow us with the the gifts, the help that we need for this task, that he would add to our number, um, and, and pray for each other, that the Lord would strengthen and equip us, that the message of Christ would go out in all grace and all faithfulness and all power in our day and in our generation, we praise God that the Lord is the Lord of all the harvest, and we look to Him to uh, be sending out workers into His harvest field. And indeed, we thank God that He continues to do that. And so, um, that that that's the, the 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 second thing there. We need to pray that the Lord of the harvest would be sending out His workers into the harvest field and yeah finally we just need to see um, that that it is not safe to ignore this message well let us hold fast to it let us hold fast to christ and let us come before god and pray now you've been listening to the Sermon Podcast for Gloucester Evangelical Presbyterian Church, you can find us out online at GloucesterPres. That's P-R-E-S dot